everyone, welcome to Shalanda Says, where we answer questions on all sorts of topics ranging from relationships to career growth. Join us as we answer listener questions and interview various experts in their field. Want a question answered? Send it to Shalanda at TuxWilderGuidance.com. That's Shalanda at TuxWilderGuidance.com. Now here's your hostess and proclaimed queen of time management and goal setting, Shalanda. Today we have Elliot Katz. He is the author of seven nonfiction books and has done many radio and television interviews. He teaches the principle in this book to men and women and speaks at conferences to groups of both men and women. The book is Being the Strong Man a Woman Wants, Timeless Wisdom on Being a Man. Now, after the end of a relationship, Elliot Katz sought to learn about being a man in a relationship. He found books on relationships said little to him. He found powerful, timeless insights in the lessons that fathers and other older male role models taught younger men. People started seeking his advice and would say, why didn't someone tell me this before? Moving beyond the trendy ideas about a man's role that don't seem to work, Elliot Katz shares insights on being a man that have withstood the test of time. Interestingly, these insights are the traits that he heard many women complain are lacking in men today, showing leadership, making decisions, and taking responsibility. So how are you today? I'm great. Good to be here. Yeah, thank you for coming. <clears throat> Excuse me. So first, I would like to jump into our first five. These are five questions that all guests are asked. And the first question is, what drew you to this career? Well, it's like you said, I, I was uh, married and then divorced. And like a lot of people, at first, I blamed the other person. And then I came to a point of asking myself, what do I have to learn from all this? I don't want to go through this again. So I really set out on a journey to learn what does it mean to be a man in a relationship. And the first thing I did was I started talking to other men and listening to what they said. And the more I listened, the more I realized a lot of us are confused. Mm -hmm. Then I read books, uh, a whole bunch of relationship books, and they really didn't say anything to me. Mm -hmm. And then it was really when I, like you said, like in terms of the timeless wisdom that for generations fathers used to teach their sons about being a man, I was blown away. Because like you said, it, it coincided with what I heard women complain is lacking in men today. They don't show mm -hmm. leadership. They don't make decisions. They don't mm -hmm. take responsibility. So I set out to, on a mission to change the men of the world. Okay, excellent. Now, what impact do you hope to make? Well, like I just said, I want to change the men of the world. Mm -hmm. But I really believe there's far too many divorces and far too many children from broken homes that it, a lot of these situations could be uh, saved if, if, if men knew. Like a lot of the men I've spoken to who are divorced will, will say they really thought they were being good fathers and good husbands. And they couldn't understand why their marriage failed. And, and then like I, I felt the same way in the sense mm -hmm. that I, I felt there's something I need to know that I don't know. <laughs> so mm -hmm. that's my goal is to really have an impact on, teaching men to be the kind of man women really want and, you know, keeping couples together and mm, keeping mm -hmm. children uh, not from broken homes. Okay, excellent. Now think about everything you know in regards to 
or in regard to the path that you have chosen in retrospect, what would you do differently, if anything? Well, in terms of like my mission to change the man of the world, is what's interesting, mm-hmm. what's been interesting that I would do differently is I actually found, you know, at first I was, I was I would talk to men and I found talking to men, like they've heard so many things like, you know, don't be toxic, don't be controlling. Mm-hmm. And they're afraid of, Showing leadership, like when I say show leadership, mm-hmm. you know, that's being controlling. Right. I, what I found interesting was it really the biggest audience for the book is actually women. Women buy the book mm-hmm. and give it to the men in their lives and say, yeah. "Read this. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I want." Yeah. So I would have focused right from the start, focused on reaching out to women and through reaching their men through these women. Like women say, they buy it for their husbands or boyfriends. Women buy it for their sons. It, it's it's really it's like the man needs a woman to say yes. This is really what I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what I liked about the book is that it's a conversation with a grandson and his grandfather, and it may sound when you hear grandson grandfather, you may automatically think that the grandfather is giving old fashioned advice, but actually is very practical and is something I believe that a lot of relationships have gotten away from. And we'll go into what I'm talking about in a little more detail, but next I would like for you to ask, uh, answer what trends do you see within your specialty? Well, you know, it's, it's interesting because I think lately there's even a greater need for the insights in the book than ever before. We, we, mm-hmm. we hear all this stuff about toxic masculinity Right. And as if that's men are naturally wired to be toxic and need to be rewired. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah, yeah, some men behave badly and that's terrible, but that doesn't, they don't define, stupid behavior does not mm-hmm. define what it means to be a man. And being a man, you know, look at the traditional idea of being manly is a very positive thing. It's the noble qualities of a man of mature character, being honorable, mm-hmm. having integrity, you know, uh, having courage, very positive mm-hmm. things. So, you know, we don't hear it. All we hear is like, you know, men are abusive, men are toxic, men are mm-hmm. forcing themselves on women. Yes, some men are, and that's terrible. And they sh- they should be outed and, you know, punished for it. And it's terrible because mm-hmm. that's not how men should be. But right. what about there's all these good, decent men who just I want to be a good husband, I want to be a good father, and I'm mm-hmm. confused. I hear all these messages. What am I supposed to do? No one's telling me what I should do. Mm-hmm. They're telling me don't be toxic. I'm not toxic. But what am I supposed to be to have right. a good marriage, to be a good father, to be a good husband? Right. Yeah. And I know I even, I was watching a guy on an interview. He was some sort of music producer. And he was having troubles in his marriage. And I guess he kept getting caught cheating on his spouse. Mm-hmm. And he said that, Men were wired to cheat. It's not normal for a man to be with only one woman. And I said, well, no wonder you're having trouble in your marriage if you think that this is okay. And it's unfortunate that some men think that way. It is. It is. Really, a man has to learn. And I think most men, you know, know that they have a wife, they're loyal to their wife. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Part of being married is realizing you are married to one person, and right. you know you may see women that you are attracted to, but get it through your head. 
you're doing very serious damage to your marriage if you don't, mm-hmm. you know, control yourself and, and you know, m- turn your eyes away. <laughs> right. Don't follow your eyes. Right. And now what advice would you like to offer listeners? Well, what I tell men especially is that a woman really wants you to be a leader of your family. She really wants you to show your share of leadership. She wants you to show your share, make your share of decisions. A woman does not like having to tell a man, to always tell a man what to do. It makes her feel like he is a child and she is his mother. And, and, and to, you know, a lot of men think, well, if I just do whatever she wants, well, she should be happy. Like, what could be better? Just tell me what you want. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Really, to a woman, it, she's really put off by that, and she loses respect for a man like that. Yeah. And that's a really important message to get through to, to men. And, and, you know, the fascinating thing was when I wrote the book, this fascinating for me anyway, you know, I thought this is just me and my friends, and maybe it's kind of like a North American thing among men that we've heard all these messages about, you know, develop your feminine side. <laughs> but, you know, the book's been translating to 24 languages around the world and places wow. like Japan and Brazil, where you think the, the whole image of machismo originated, and, and like the Eastern European countries, where you think they still have this idea of traditional strong men. So I, I think the message is that men need to learn these things. They, they don't come naturally to most mm-hmm. men. And what's really been lost in this generation is that fathers aren't teaching their sons these, these, like how to be a man who is strong, who's a leader, makes decisions. Right. And, and so that's really the goal of the book is like, I'm trying to change a man of the world. <laughs> yeah, excellent. We need more of that. <laughs> and you did mention earlier that there was confusion and speaking of confusion, these days there does seem to be role confusion and even role reversal. Could you give us some insights? Because we might have some millennials listening that don't understand um, the dynamics of the traditional family versus the families we have in the 2000s. So can you give us some insight about the family and the roles from the family of the 50s and compare it to the family of the 2000s? Right. So, you know, it's really interesting. One person said it to me this way. The problem today is that men act like women. Women act like men, mm-hmm. but women want real men. Mm-hmm. And in the past 40, 50 years, we've really gotten very confused about what a man should be. And it's not just in the 50s. Really, prior to that, mm-hmm. you men, you know, families lived on farms. They had small right. businesses. And fathers were very present in a child's life, they were, you know, they, they worked at home or, in, or, and so they're very influ- present and were able to influence their sons or their sons worked with them and saw this, this. I'm, you know, I'm learning from my father just by watching him. But with the 20th century, we had industrialization. Men were, families moved to cities. Men went, were away all day at work. Uh, at, mm-hmm. And boys weren't as influenced by their fathers as they once were. Right. So really, you know, boys were raised by their mothers mostly, and they went to school. Most teachers were women. Mm-hmm. They watched television. Men are portrayed as incapable buffoons. <laughs> yes. whereas, so this generation of men was really confused. Well, what does it mean to be a man? And we hear all this stuff about, you know, don't be controlling. Of course, don't be controlling. Don't be a, you know, toxic is the latest thing. Mm-hmm. But nobody, you know, a man, well, I don't want to be controlling. I want to be, you know, 
this kind of feminized man that I've I've learned in the past uh, several decades, you know, lets the woman lead, lets you know, does whatever the woman tells him to do because he's being such a nice guy. Right. It's very confusing, and to, and to women, but women still want. You know, I talked to a lot of young single women who are looking, you know, to get married, and they said there's something missing in men today. That's <laughs> how so one woman said it. Mm-hmm. They they don't act like men. They really want a man who takes the lead, even simple things. Like I've heard this, I couldn't count how many times a man will ask a woman out mm-hmm. and then he doesn't really have a plan. Like he can't even choose a place to go for a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. The woman, he, she thinks, well, how would he handle the challenges that in family life when he can't even choose a place to go for a cup of coffee? Right. But he thinks I'm showing her I'm non-controlling. Right. Um, yeah. And I'm going to do whatever she wants. I want to make her happy. So really, you know, the, the woman is frustrated with him, but he thinks, well, aren't I doing the right thing? Mm-hmm. Nobody taught him, like, be a man with a plan. You ask a woman out, have a plan of what you want to do. Doesn't mean you're not forcing it on her, but mm-hmm. show that you've taken the time to think about what you would both enjoy doing together. Mm-hmm. And and it doesn't just apply in dating, it applies in married life. When, when you know, there's a situation and the, even simple things, like the woman calls the husband at work, what would you like for supper, chicken or fish? And he says, mm-hmm. oh, whatever you want, it's fine. <laughs> he thinks I'm being so nice. Mm-hmm. But she wants you to make the decision. That's why she's asking you. Right, yeah. And your first chapter, if you don't lead, I can't dance. You kind of start talking about this a little bit. But when did women being demanding, well, demanding more respect turn into her doing everything inside and outside of the home? Right, right. So, you know, in the past couple of decades, women have become stronger. They've become more successful in careers. Mm-hmm. And they show their share of leadership. I mean, they, they, they are leaders in business and professions. But what a woman has told me is that, you know, I may be a boss at work, but I'm, when I'm with a man, I want to feel like a woman. I want him to take mm-hmm. charge. But a man thinks, well, you know, like I said, I'll just do whatever she wants. So she, if she runs everything at home. He comes home. He thinks, well, just tell me what to do. I'll do it. And, mm-hmm. you know, whatever you want. I'll wash the dishes. I'll put the kids to bed. I'll change the diapers. I'll give them baths. Just tell me what to do. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And he thinks, I'm being a good husband. Yeah. He doesn't understand. To her, it's like you're leaving all the decisions to her. It's very mm-hmm. hard work to see a problem and try to and solve it. And, you know, she wants you to be the man of the house and know what's going on. Right. These situations that need to be dealt with. And come up with a plan and say, hey, I think this is the solution to this mm-hmm. situation. You know, I'll do this. You do this. She really wants a leadership. But he thinks, well, I'll go out. I'll earn all this money. Mm-hmm. She could just run everything at home and I'll just do whatever she says. And, she, and he can't understand why he, she's so frustrated with him. She really wants him to show his share of leadership. You know, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Like I've heard this several times. Like a woman will say to a man, you're not doing enough at home. And right. he thinks, what are you talking about? Like, I thought I'm doing all these things. Mm-hmm. I, I explained to these men, what she's really saying is, you're not showing your share of leadership at home. Mm. She doesn't want, you know, to have someone who just does whatever she says, you know, you can hire a nanny to do that. Right. She wants to be the man of the family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, we talked about, as you just mentioned, being the man of the family. And for some, 
that can be taken as a man being controlling. And so they're kind of blurred lines when it comes to being strong versus controlling. Can you tell us the difference between being strong versus controlling? Yeah, that's a great question because often that's how men will respond. Well, that's being controlling. Mm -hmm. So really being a leader who's strong and being controlling are really opposites. Being a leader is someone who's doing what's best for his family. It takes self-confidence. It takes sacrifice. He's not doing what's best for himself. He's doing what is best for his family. Mm-hmm. A controlling person is just the opposite. He's insecure. He's only thinking what's best for himself. He's only thinking about himself. That's not being a leader. A leader of a family is doing what's best for his family. And like I say, mm-hmm. usually involves you know, personal sacrifice. So, you know, a controlling person is not doing is only doing what's best for himself. Nobody wants a controlling tyrant. Right. They want a leader. A leader listens to his wife. You know, it, it's not just do this, do this, do this. He has ideas. He asks his wife, "What do you think of this?" Or maybe it's something he doesn't really need to ask his wife, so he can plan when he's going to take out the garbage. He doesn't need to consult her. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. You know, if it's a serious thing, like. If you think, well, maybe the solution to our son's problem at school is to switch schools. Well, obviously, you gotta you come up with what you think is a solution. You mm-hmm. gotta talk to your wife. Like, what do you think? You think this is this is the right approach? Mm-hmm. That's being a leader, right? And so, basically, what I'm hearing you say through all these different questions is that there's the underlying problem is a breakdown in communication in a lot of these relationships, really. You know, it's communication, but it's, you know, people say, I've heard that a lot, it's communication, but how do you communicate? How, the, you know, when a woman says you're not doing enough, the man really doesn't understand what she means. Mm-hmm. And also, when the man communicates to his wife, he's got to, and I tell men this, you got to speak to her in the way she needs to be spoken to. Mm-hmm. You know, how, you got to show her how what you want to do is will help achieve what's important to her. You, you you can't just say, you know, you gotta you can't just say the say it the way you want to say it. You have to pause and think. Mm-hmm. How does she need to hear this? Right. So that she will support you on this. Right. It's you know, otherwise, you know. I say communication often becomes another word that begins with the same three letters: complaining. You know, everybody's listing their complaints about the other person. <laughs> I'm communicating to you, but mm, yeah, it's not working. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, it, so we need to learn not only communicate, but we have to, I guess communication can sound like such a generic word, but we have to learn how to communicate effectively. Just like you said, the man has to tell the woman in a way that she will understand and not be defensive. Right, that she will be supportive, that she will see that this is how will help achieve what she wants. If, if he wants to do something that he feels is, for the benefit of the family, but she, she, he's got to explain it to her that way. This is how it will benefit the family. Mm-hmm. That's you can't just assume we're doing this and and that she'll understand why by osmosis by by mental telepathy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, one more thing I want to get into is goals. I have a couples time management seminar and the purpose is to help people align their goals and spend more time together. 
and I don't hear a lot of couples talking about their goals. That's why I'm so glad you had this chapter in your book. And if you allow me to read one part, you said, talk about each other's goals. They give purpose that can keep a couple together in hard times. And uh, can you name some goals that couples should have? Well, uh, it's very important. Uh, you know, it's, this is so important. I know a, a woman who does uh, like marriage education courses, but before mm-hmm. like pre-marriage education courses, and one of the things they do is they give each person a survey mm-hmm. and ask them what their goals are. Yes. And, and like, she's amazed that sometimes their goals are so different. So different, yes. They'll, they'll say to them, you know, we think you should postpone getting married because mm-hmm. you've got to sit down and figure out if, you know what your goals are because this right. isn't going to work if you say children are very important and the other one says I don't want any children you better yes. talk this through <laughs> yeah but you know when you think about it if a couple is just together because they like each other you know yeah. not going to help them withstand difficult times like marriage mm-hmm. is full of challenges you know you're right one thing I've noticed people who have never been married they're different than the people who are married the people who are married have had a lot of challenges because marriage is a lot of challenges so you know, if you have a goal, like you say, we want to live our life this way. We want our children to be educated this way. Mm-hmm. We feel this is important to do with our lives. Then, you know, like anything, when you have a challenge, let's say, whatever, financial struggles, mm-hmm. and you say, well, you know, we have to get through this because we have, our, we have this goal that is very important to us. That can really help keep you together. It's like like anything in life. You know, if you're in school and the work is so overburdened, but you say, hey, but this is will help me achieve my goal to become this kind of career. Mm-hmm. You say, okay, I've got to go through this because it's going to get me to where I want to be. Right. So the same thing in a marriage. If you're just together because you like each other mm-hmm. and you have all these challenges, well, you know, a lot of people, that's sort of where the marriage starts uh, breaking down. But if you say, well, no, mm-hmm. we, we're, we have this challenge. We've got to get through it because it's going to help us achieve that goal. Yeah, that right. that is what um, that's how a goal will help keep a marriage together. And you see it, the people who have, and I'm sure you've seen this too, that the marriages that are strong are not people who had no challenges. Mm-hmm. They're people who had a lot of challenges, right. and they were, came together and they overcame them because the outcome was really important at, uh, mm-hmm. uh, to them as their goals of their marriage. Right. Yeah. And no, uh, it's funny you mentioned about being. I, the term that I heard growing up was equally yoked as far as wanting kids versus not wanting kids. I have four kids and my oldest son, he feels there are too many people in this house. Six people is too many. (laughs) (laughs) And he said, mommy, I don't think I want kids when I grow up, maybe one. And I told him, I said, you better discuss that with whatever woman you date because she might want to have kids and that is an automatic conflict in a relationship. If you marry someone who wants kids and you don't want kids. So that'll be something you want to talk about when you start dating. Absolutely. Absolutely. You have to want the same things. You know, some people want to be very involved Mm -hmm. in their religion and their church. And maybe the other person says, no, I don't want that at all. Well, you better, Mm -hmm. you better talk about that. (laughs) Because you know what? People will get married. I think, well, you know, They'll just go along with me. Right, yeah. <laughs> I'll convince them. I can I change someone, them. Yeah. I, I, who married someone who didn't want to have kids, and she wanted mm. to have kids. And she thought, yeah. well, I'll convince them. Well, 
didn't happen. You know, they ended up getting divorced, but yeah. Yeah. And sadly, my husband knows a couple that happened to the, the female, the woman didn't want children and the man did. And they ended up going to, to divorce court because they did not discuss that when they first got married. It's very sad. And I want to ask you one more question. And this is how can a woman encourage a man to show his share of leadership? That's an important question. So a lot of men, <clears throat> I mean, like I said, a lot of men think they're doing the right thing. So you really mm-hmm. like not like just doing whatever their wives want. So you really need to encourage them in a way. And they also, they also think there's a kicker. They think if they don't make any decisions or, or show any leadership, they won't get criticized right. for making the wrong decision. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know, when it comes to a decision, let's say, you know, a simple thing, you're going out for dinner. The husband says, you want to go to a restaurant A, restaurant B, or restaurant C? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just say to him, I want you to decide. You decide, and then don't say another word. And then if he says, mm-hmm. well, I really want you to decide, just say, no, I want you to decide. And mm-hmm. let him decide, and then say, hey, you made a good choice. You got to encourage him. Like, like men are like everyone. They want to be complimented. They want to be praised. And then if there's a situation, you know, in your home and with your family, just say, you know, we have this situation. Could you handle it? I don't, you know, yeah. I think you can handle this better than me. And then just, and I'll say, well, what should I do? Right? That's what I'll always say. Just say, I don't know. Like, do research. Look on the internet. Talk to experts or whatever the situation is and just let them do it. And don't criticize him. Mm-hmm. He's going to do it differently than, than you would handle it. But unless he's going to do something dangerous, <laughs> just let him do it his way. And then when he does it, Praise mm-hmm. him. Say, you handled that really well. I really appreciate it. Right. Oh, yeah. encourage that. Give him a little boost. Hey, I did okay. I'm going to keep going. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely something I found worked in my marriage is telling my husband when I appreciated him doing something without me telling him. Because, yeah, we went through our ups and downs, too. And one of our struggles was me feeling as though I was doing everything and um, I, we talked about it, and he did not understand. You mentioned this earlier. He did not understand. Well, what do you mean? I do this around the house. I do that. What do you mean you do everything? And so once he understood what I meant, which was some of the major decision-making I wanted to share with him, then we started coming to a better understanding in our marriage of our roles and, you know, getting out of that role confusion so that he can still be the leader without being controlling or me feeling as though he was controlling me, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. So it's, it's all the marriages and relationships is, is always work, but it doesn't have to be so hard as hard as we make it. I think. Well, I think, I think, um, if, if you have the right guidance, you're on the right path, you realize, like I say, you know, it's all opportunities for personal growth, mm-hmm. you know, learning, you know, just think people in the old days, people that get married when they're 18 or 19, you know, what do they know about leadership and mm-hmm. all these things that you have to, all these challenges that you take on in a marriage? Well, right. that's how you learn. You take on those challenges and you mm-hmm. learn and grow from them. Yeah, definitely. Now, would you like to add anything before I do our, joke of the week no go ahead i'm fine (laughs) okay 
And this one is, this comes from Reader's Digest, and someone wrote in, and they said, uh, I like to show my girlfriend who's the boss in our house. And I do this by holding a mirror up to her face. <laughs> <laughs> Shalana, can I tell you, I had another saying mm-hmm. that, uh, that I had a man say this, that I, I, I didn't like this, but he says, mm-hmm. my wife tells me if, I, if she wants my opinion, she'll give it to me. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Now... As we close, will you tell us how to contact you? Okay. So my website is www.elliotcats.com. It's E-L-L-I-O-T-T-T-T. That's an unusual way of spelling Elliot. K-A-T-Z dot com. And my book is called Being the Strong Man and Woman Wants, Timeless Wisdom on Being a Man. And it's available on Amazon as a paper book and an e-book on Kindle. And it's also an e-book on iBooks and Kobo. It's also available in bookstores, and if they're sold out, just ask them, and they'll get it for you pretty quickly. And I just want to encourage people, you know, divorce is miserable, and it costs a lot. And, like, if you're having challenges in your marriage, take a look at the book. It's a lot cheaper than getting divorced, and you'll see. You know, the response I've gotten from people who will say, who have said to me, this book has saved our marriage, or -hmm. people are divorced who said, I would have read this book while I was still married. I'd still be married. Really, it makes a difference. Try it. You'll see. Yeah, definitely. Well, I do thank you for your time. You enjoy the rest of your day. Okay. Thank you, Shalanda. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Shalanda Says. Remember to send your questions to Shalanda at TooksWaterGuidance.com. Shalanda at TooksWaterGuidance.com to have them answered by myself and an expert guest. And don't forget to subscribe and share. And as always, have a productive day.